Hold on before we clap. Oh yeah, I'm not ready to crap. Crap. <laughs> I'm not ready to clap yet. Not ready to crap? I'm not ready to crap. Well, I am ready to crap. I'm not ready to clap. Okay. Okay. Ready? Now we're going to clap. Three, two, one. MJ. I'd like to propose a toast. Welcome to Wines and Dolls, a podcast where Chelsea and Emily wine and talk about musicals. Welcome. Wine is a double on time drop. Lovely. 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 Isn't she lovely? Isn't she hey, Chelsea. Wonderful? Hey, Emily. How you doing? How am I doing? How you doing? My nose is running. That's how I'm doing. Well, go catch it. I'm okay. Does my sound <laughs> okay? Uh-huh. Yeah, it sounds fine. Why? I'm upset. That was a bad joke. You are a little upset. And I just fell I into it. My nose how is running. Behind? You better go catch it. Yeah, how far behind is our like internet right now? Because that took way too long for you to get. Yeah. Well, also, it took me a long time to get. Okay, good. Okay, I'm just making <laughs> sure. I'm just making sure it's 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 you not getting the joke. And it, 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 okay. All right. It was it's me not, not getting the joke and like not <laughs> recognizing not an the joke problem. happened. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Not an internet problem. Okay, great. Hey, Chelsea. Cool, 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 cool. Hey, Emily. Hey, what are we doing today? Oh, my God. We are covering um, MJ, the musical, the best that I possibly can, because let me tell you what, there's not a lot out there for the synopsis, and it's been a few months since I've seen the show, so... It's a really great episode to end on for our long ass hiatus that we're about to take we're gonna talk about that right now about that yeah here we are before before we do that before we talk about that hi if you're just joining us start over and listen from the beginning of all of our episodes well go to the jessica vosk episode and then move forward we're (laughs) wines and dolls we drink things and we talk about musicals and i yell at my cat sometimes yeah me too (laughs) that's us uh we are taking a long hiatus. Yes. Longer. Longer, Long, than, longer than just the one month or two month. We're, we need to we need to figure out our lives and then figure sure out. Do. I like, because I still have like my laundry list of like the projects, but mm-hmm. we're both in a full-time job that makes it so we can't actually have time to work on those projects because every time we actually see each other we have to record yeah for it so time to dream so if we can have a time where we don't have to record and actually get on a zoom we can dream then things can move forward yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah if you miss us we miss you too just go back from like i said jessica vosk episode and move forward from there i mean and we'll still be monitoring or i will still be monitoring like email and shit so yeah we're still around um, but this is a, a great episode to go out on. It's an epic one. And I'd I did say my it's best. a thriller. It's a thriller. thriller uh, and it ain't bad. It's definitely not bad. But if you hate it, you should check the man in the mirror. Oh my God. 
That was good. You ain't no smooth criminal. That one just came out. Hey, hey, Chelsea. Hey, Emily. What are you drinking? Well, today I went to the gas station. Oh, God. I I was on my way home. I was like, I don't think I have anything to drink tonight. So I got myself a Coke. And I also got this cheap ass bottle of blush Andre champagne. Oh, shit. Okay. It's Andre, your boyfriend. I love my boyfriend, Andre, but I like the dry. I like when he's dry and he's brute. I'm not really into the blush. I like it when he blushes for me. Hmm. It's bubbly. It's hey, cute Emily. glass. Hey, Chelsea. Thank, thank you. <laughs> these actually, these glasses, we'll, we'll go back to your thing. In a bit. These <laughs> are my grandmother's um, crystal glasses from Ireland that she got at the crystal factory when it's, she went. It's cute. They're cute. Mm. Thank you. My Irish glasses. Hey, Emily. Hey, Chelsea. What are you drinking? Non-alcoholic vodka from my gallon or half gallon mm-hmm. water bottle you gave me. Oh, it resurrected. I, I, need to, <laughs> I need to find mine. I need to go wash mine and yeah. find it. Uh, those things are awesome. Just got to remember to like actually yeah. use it. <laughs> it was funny because I think it's been in my car and then I cleaned out my car and I brought it up and washed it. And I was like, I was looking for a vessel yesterday and mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. I have a half gallon of water. You Whoa. sure do. So I am using it again. Pink. It's cute. It just takes forever to fill up in my sink or on my fridge uh, thingy. It's very annoying. Uh, Hey, Chelsea. Hey, Emily. What are you whining about today? Oh, boy. So I have have two. I have have a two for for one. Uh, Okay. Um, Two for one. Two for one. This past weekend... I was supposed to have um, a couple of Elsa gigs, and then I was supposed to do a stilt walking gig, which I love stilt walking gigs. They're so much fun, and they make me a lot more money than anything else. So I love those, and I was going to get to wear the sexy um, stilt walker uh, circus look that we have. And oh, I'm yeah, like, it's yeah, cute. I need to be sexy. It's very cute. It's what I wore as a clown, and people still hit on me sexy. even though I was a scary clown. So, sexy. Sexy. So I, I was ready for it, and then on Friday morning, I pulled my neck. Oh shit! Yeah, it happens once or twice a year, and I just, I, when it happens, it happens, and I'm out. I'm out. So the rest of the day, I laid on the couch with, um, alternating between ice and heat. I didn't go to a chiropractor. I'm just letting it heal on its own right now. But it, you know, it was just, it was horrible. And Kara, Kara moved the world for me. I, I did have to go do my Elsa gigs. Um, one of them was just a meet and greet at a, a dance, a daddy-daughter dance. And then the other one was an actual show on Saturday morning. But I was able to take, um, you know, some aspirin and I made it through. And I was able to hold my neck up. So that was good. Um, usually when this happens, the first hour or so, I, I just really should not support my own weight of my head <laughs> on my neck. So anyway, that sucks. Jeez, but Kara yeah. moved the world. She moved mountains for me, and she got her in-laws to come over Kara and Kara makes the world go round, go she world, really go does. round, the world. She really does. Do, 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 do. So her in-laws came over and watched the three kids, including the newborn baby. That's Oh, man. Weeks. You put and Kara Travis, up on stilts postpartum? Yep. Travis had a gig. He was he was literally, we couldn't have put anybody else on it because he was training somebody new. Aww. So. It, it was Travis on a gig at the same time that this gig was happening. And so Kara's like, fuck it. I'm getting on stilts. 
Oh boy, let's see what happens because I have no abdominal strength seven weeks postpartum. And I was like, ah, fuck. So anyway, I, I went to the gig with her and I managed the event, which means I got a lot of really great videos and photos and I was able to create a really nice TikTok reel yeah. of it. And so, you know, some, some negative and some positive. And then mm, what I'm really excited about right now is I get to go to a wedding on Sunday for Gil and Laura. Huh? And the theme of their wedding is like gothic. So I'm just straight up gonna wear my corset, my black corset and the black um, skirt with it, some boots. I got a little hat, little thing, a little black hat. And James is all dressing up. We're gonna have a great time because so the fun. wedding is the wedding is like at Art Factory. And then the, the um, reception is karaoke at Dean's. So if you have a ghost oh. tour on Sunday, if you have a ghost tour on Sunday, you don't have a ghost tour on Sunday because Wait, they rented out Dean, Dean's. Dean, oh, Dean's has karaoke. I didn't realize they had karaoke on Sunday. Oh, they're renting it out. They rented it, it out. For private. It's a private party. Yeah. And they, they got the, the typical. Got it. Yeah. They got the karaoke got DJ it, got it, got to, it, got it. Yeah, to come in. So. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, I'm really excited. It's going to be fun. So Nightly Spirits, I mean, I'm sorry. You guys have to be outside. Sorry. We, Oopsies. We <laughs> By we, they rented it out. So it's going to be super Oops. fun. But I'm really excited. James Oops. and I get to dress up. Yeah. Hey, Emily. He. Hey, Chelsea. What are you whining about? Um, I have a sparkling wine. Ooh, sparkle, I'm gonna, sparkle. Yeah, I'm going to sparkle today. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Uh, two sparkle wines, actually. One, okay. I've been using the Shark hair dryer that my sister got me for Christmas. And I've had two really good hair days in a row Ooh. with a single blowout. And right now you it's... You are having a really good hair day. It's like, That's it's good. kind of fallen, but like in my pony, it was really cute today. But it's just my hair's like now kind of dirty. And then, so that's Sparkle Wine number one. <laughs> uh, shout out to Shark Hair Dryer, not Dyson. <laughs> I thought it was funny that we're relying on vacuum cleaners to uh, make our blow dryers now. Um, They're supposed to suck, not blow. <laughs> wah, wah. Thank you for thank you for recognizing the joke there. <laughs> very I guess thank I guess they I guess they work on hot wind. Uh, and then uh, today I, we had drunk Shakespeare on. They went got they were invited onto Houston Life. And oh, really? so, yeah, so Anastasia and Joey were on Houston Life to, like, talk about um, one year. And so they're po I, I was being a soccer mom at home, streaming it on my computer because um, Zach was oh. there as the chaperone to our kids. <laughs> and, Aww. like, I just I got on Instagram and, like, Joey is such a, such a nerd. <laughs> Yeah, he was so, they were so good. They did such a good job. Um, so I was just looking at the emails from um, the producer being like, they did so good um, for their little interviews. And I don't know, one year with Aww. one year. The company's been here for one year. They've been going on for one year. So uh, that's right. Yeah. We saw it for the first time March 17th. March 17th. Last year. Last year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I started with them in april and i went full-time in i think august so mm -hmm. um yeah yeah it's been happy I've, anniversary yeah, Shakes, drunk shakespeare houston drunk shakespeare shakespeare um 
no, they just, they're doing good work and I'm, I'm proud of them. So it's like, I'm like, going to get teary eyed about it. Uh, so I'm just Aww. excited. I'm excited for what's coming up because we're like, they all yeah. kind of, they've all settled now into kind of the tracks that, um, it took a year, but there's like the tracks that uh-huh. like are there, like they are such high quality in those, in those tracks. It's like, we just need them for those tracks and they love it. Um, mm-hmm. like Ana Cecilia has taken on a pants role and it's amazing. Oh, I love so, it. Yeah. We love a great. pants roll. A pants roll. Um, awesome. anyway, so that's what's happening. That's what I'm whining about. Hey, Yay. Chelsea. Hey, Emily. You want to tell me about a little musical called MJ? There ain't nothing little about it, but yes, I will. Um, <laughs> First, firstly, I wanted to, I should have pulled this up while you were talking, but I was enjoying your, your, my story, um, your story. So before we get started, I reached out to my friend Kendrick, who's on tour. Um, he plays the ensemble. He's a swing, but he, he plays ensemble in Jerome whenever he's on. That's one of his tracks that he swings for. I reached out before I reached out to Dante and I was like, hey, do you have any kind of like funny stories or anything from the road that you want to share? I was hoping to put it on the background last week, but he's a busy boy. So he just got back to me and he's like, yeah, 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 I got a funny story. So I wanted to share the funny story before we get started. So he said the funniest story so Aww. far was pr- was probably when MJ's wig accidentally came off during the penult- penultimate number. He... um but he doesn't leave the stage so there was no way to get it back on so he had to do the man in the mirror in a wig cap but the funny part is is that half the cast didn't know what was happening and as they're coming out for man in the mirror they start losing their minds trying to keep it together while mj's singing with his wig cap on. <laughs> oh gosh he said that's that's the only sh- that's that's the story right now that sticks out to him that was the funniest that he can tell without like annoying the rest of the cast but everybody would laugh at that so happy um, tour everybody can we explain hope, hope why well. why mm-hmm. can we explain why they couldn't take the wig cap off i mean that's you know a why? question but the mj hair is like very specific so and man in the mirror no, is like, like the last number like the second to last number no i'm like it. like the, the wig cap can't come off of the actor oh. because it's like well, yeah, holding everything. It's holding mic. all like the electronics in. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's too. why I like about that part idea. of me was like, why didn't he just take it off? And it's like, oh, because he can't just take it off. Because if he mic, took it off, yeah. it would have like everything would have gone crazy. Yeah, that would have fucked up the mics. So thanks for sharing your story, Kendrick. I hope you're having fun on the road. You guys are awesome. All right, you ready to get into it? You ready for this? You want to yes. be starting something, Emily? Uh, I already started taking notes. My internet is unstable. <laughs> yes, I know. Just like me. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I want to preface this by saying if you are on the tour of Michael Jackson or in the show on Broadway or you're my cousin and you're listening because you're curious if I'm going to get this right, I guarantee you I'm not. Because y'all are so good about being secretive with this show being so brand new, there is not a lot of information out there. So I am going off of things that I remember and 
this was months ago <laughs> the show that i saw was months ago and i'm also going off of a couple of things that i've seen on youtube but if you search for slime tutorials they do not exist congratulations mj you are the only show don't tell them secrets. that has no slime tutorials because slime tutorials oh, don't exist if they're listening to this you know it's a musical theater nerd who knows about slime tutorials we, so no, no no i know they they know but then once if like the sen the censor police find out in the copyright i don't police. think they listen to these okay <laughs> i don't think they listen to this podcast <laughs> although we're gonna get like a shot up of like a million more listens and views right and then it's gonna be like oh shit oops fuck now we have to censor ourselves oops it's anyway it's actually what, applesauce tutorials uh, yeah yeah applesauce it, tutorials that's what it is um, so I'm, I'm actually going to start us off by talking about the Dangerous World Tour and the Heal the World Foundation and some of the allegations surrounding this show um, that they talk about within the show. Because really, the synopsis that I found um, that I could piece together was absolute bullshit. Um, it, the synopsis, from what I understand, just kind of like, it, it seems like somebody who listened to the soundtrack and maybe had a conversation with one person who saw it one time. So don't go off of what you see on Wikipedia or just like anywhere, like really a synopsis is really just like a paragraph, right? Usually we're gonna try to cover the entire show and what happens within it, but the storyline is not like super flushed out um, on my end here. But also keep in mind, this show is kind of like just watching a t the world tour happen. So it's, it's really a concert with stuff happening every once in a while but there there's kind of a loosely based i mean there is a there's a what am i trying to say there is a um a story being told it's just not like entire big flushed out scenes you know it's like we're gonna talk here i'm gonna kind of lead you into this memory and then we're gonna see things we're gonna see the memory we're gonna hear the songs so just know that if i mess something up some songs are gonna be in the wrong place and actually some of the songs i'm gonna talk about are not on the cast album so there, I have them. I know where they are in the show order, but what's happening around them, I don't necessarily remember the whole thing, okay? <coughs> Excuse me. I would have reached out to Dante to get a really uh, succinct um, idea of this, but she is busy. So anyway. Busy. Act one. Busy. Act one. <laughs> MJ the musical. I'm going to call act one, I just want a toaster. Oh, okay. That's what I'm calling it. Okay. I just want a toaster. All right. Just a toaster. <laughs> make it happen. So, oh, we're going to, oh, you know what? We're just going to call it, make it happen. I want a toaster, make it happen. That's act one. So we're going to start with the Dangerous World Tour and what it was. So the Dangerous World Tour, based around his album Dangerous, was the second world concert tour by American singer Michael Jackson to promote his eighth studio album, Dangerous. The tour was sponsored, huh, interestingly enough, by Pepsi-Cola. <laughs> <coughs> Let me sip on my mm, alcohol. Um, so we'll talk about that later. All profits were donated to various charities, including Jackson's own charity, the Heal the World Foundation. 
Um, the original Heal the World Foundation was a charitable organization founded by singer Michael Jackson in 1992. The founder's creation was inspired by his charitable single of the same name called Heal the World. Um, through his foundation, Jackson airlifted 46 tons of supplies to Sarajevo, uh, instituted drug and alcohol abuse education, and donated millions of dollars to disadvantaged children, including the full payment of a Hungarian child's liver transplant. So it did good. He did good in the world, and that's kind of like a an ongoing uh, theme throughout the show is what can we do to change the world and really make an impact let's let the music move us into making an impact here in in a really positive way now some of the allegations around michael jackson at the time and emily you were just a wee babe just a wee babe when michael jackson <laughs> okay. was a thing but i remember when mj was big and i even remember we had a Michael Jackson impersonator come to my daycare and it, it wasn't until I was like princessing later that I was like, oh fuck, that was an actor. That wasn't Aww. the real MJ. I never met Michael Jackson. I know. But my, I remember my friend and I in third grade we were like, oh my God, he's so sexy. I love Michael Jackson. Oh, he's so good. He's such a great dancer. I remember that. It was, you know, it was the nineties. It was, it, Michael Jackson was the shit. So, um, you were in third grade. Anyway, Mm-hmm. Hold on, 1992. So I would have been... I would have been seven, is that right? Because my sister was born in 1994. No. So I, I was like You're six, six years seven, older than me. Five. So maybe I You would have been five. I was born in 87. Because I was born in 93. Yeah, you're th six years older than me, so you would have been five. So 90, in 92, I would have been five. Yeah. That's when the... That's when the Dangerous World Tour, no, that's when the Health, the Heal the World Foundation started in 1992. Um, so anyway, I remember though, he was still a, he was still the big shit. Um, yeah. Uh, but when I was, when I was getting older, when I was getting like, in, I guess it was when I was getting into like third grade or so is when these allegations were, well, there'd always been allegations. It was just, you know less about his music and more about who he is as a person is what people were talking about more and more but i still was like i love his music um so some of the allegations entertainer michael jackson abruptly canceled the remaining dates of his world tour this is this is a quote from a, a magazine okay entertainer michael jackson abruptly canceled the remaining dates of his world tour friday announcing that quote horrifying allegations of child molestation have caused him to become addicted to painkillers <clears throat> and have left him, quote, physically and emotionally exhausted. Jackson, huh. who was scheduled to perform in Puerto Rico on Sunday, instead flew to Switzerland with his longtime friend Elizabeth Taylor and her husband Larry Bartensky, sources close to Jackson said. In an audio tape released late Friday by his publicist, Jackson said he began using painkillers seven months after he underwent reconstructive surgery for a scalp burn suffered during the filming of the Pepsi commercial in 1984. Oh, The shit. medications... Yeah, we'll talk more about that. The medications were used sparingly at first, Jackson said, but increased after the child molestation allegations were leveled against him in August. Um, there's... Um, I know there's a, a documentary that's come out about the child abuse allegations. I don't think anything's ever going to be proven, 
Um, but there's there are allegations still to this day, um, and he's obviously he's no longer alive, so he can't defend himself, and he can't. We will never really know the the whole story here. But um, anyway, lots lots of weird allegations. Neverland was like people laughed about Neverland. They laughed about him having a monkey, a pet monkey. Um, they laughed about his his relationship with Macaulay Culkin, which I, I don't think Macaulay Culkin's ever come out and said that anything weird happened. It was just like, you know, he was like a child. MJ was like like a kid. He just wanted to like have fun and enjoy life through the, the eyes of a child. Um, so I yeah. don't know what all that means, but just so we know some context for the musical and what's happening in the musical here. Okay, got it? Got it. Context. All right. <clears throat> now, the show starts. You come into the theater and nothing's closed. The, the curtains are open. Um, we see a rehearsal studio. And as you're sitting down, talking and mingling with people around you, the actors start coming on stage. Like they do in a couple of the other musicals where it's like interactive kind of shit, you know? So they're just like, they're walking on stage. The band members are walking on stage. Um, it's, it's just a free-for-all of people coming into the rehearsal studio. They start stretching and eventually people in the audience quiet the fuck down and they're like, oh, what's going on? And then five minutes later, the show actually starts, you know. Okay. Um, so we, <laughs> we see these dancers walking in sta on stage and they're going into this warm up. Um, the show starts and the lights, the lights come up and we see that they're in rehearsals for the upcoming Dangerous World Tour during which the first show happens in, or the first show is going to happen in the next two days. So they're rehearsing, they're down to the last two days, and it's a little stressful at this point because they don't have the full set list all together. MJ's coming in, he's going to work them to death, they're going to have the, the set list and all of the dance moves solidified in the next two days for this tour to start. So just a little setting here for you. They're in a warehouse looking rehearsal space. There are large windows. It's very industrial looking. Um, there's a big metal door and there's a beautiful colorful scrim behind them that changes colors depending on what's going on in the space. It kind of sets the mood as well. Um, it's almost uh, rent inspired. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. With the, yeah, it's very rent inspired. Give me a second. <coughs> Sorry, I've got the, got the coughs. It's the it's There's a weather. A, I guess so. I got the sniffles. The you really, got the coughs. It's the really it's bad alcohol. Mm. Could be the Andre. Our boyfriend mm -hmm. is making us upset. Um, there's. I a, think kind like of sacrilege is you're uh, drinking a Coke instead of a Pepsi while covering this musical. I don't want to. No, we don't want to drink Pepsi. We don't support Pepsi because of what happened. That's why I drink Coke. Okay. Um, so actually, I just like Coke better. There's a big metal door and a few movable mirrors around the room, so it's like really setting the scene here. Uh, we are in a rehearsal space. Uh, there are large gig cases around, you know, like those those gig boxes that you put equipment into, um, black with the silver and the hooks that you, you put into place to keep it locked up. Um, they're on wheels and they can attach to each other to create a staircase, to create a pedestal, to create different levels. Um, for the upcoming song that we're about to hear. Uh, and I really liked that. That was a really cool addition. They just roll around all over the place. Uh, we start on Rob, who's their manager. And he he's this big dude. He tells them to get into their places and start 
start let's get going let's let's get this rehearsal underway so there are several dancers and then there are like four or five backup singers on Mike's stage left and then the band is behind the dancers uh, center center stage ish <coughs> so we have a, a keys guy we've got guitar we've got bass we got drums um, there might be some brass in there somewhere but I do not remember um, and then as they start this song Michael Jackson makes his grand entrance and watches the process while they while these dancers are dancing um, he enters wearing this quintessential you know, tight black pants, white socks that you can see, black shoes, white shirt, the the button-down white shirt, and then he's got a black hat on, and then he's got his um, his jacket, the black uh, circus leader jacket with the gold pieces on it from the Dangerous um, album cover. So he's wearing that, and as he's watching the process, he's got somebody behind him taking the coat off, and then he jumps in and starts singing in the song, Beat It. actually watch this entire number on YouTube. If you want to see what I'm talking about, you can go watch it. The lights change. They use these gig cases as like different levels for him. He's up there. He's using it as stairs. He's he's up high. He's moving around. At one point, the guitarist gets up with a big red guitar, gets on stage um, up there on the gig case and starts like wailing and riffing. It's so much fun. Um, and so at the very end of the number, this is my favorite part. It just made me laugh. <clears throat> at the very end of the number, he holds the song. He's like reaching out to the towards the audience and holds it. Um, and then he reaches up in the air and throws his hand down. And the, the band follows with a bump. Nice. And he does that three or four times just to see if everybody can keep up with him. He's like, you follow me. Bump. On the second time, he looks back at the, the keyboardist. He's like, you're late. And then does it again. It's very cool. And then they they finish the song with a big, you know, guitar riffing and everything. So I just thought that was funny when he's like, you're late. It's very, he doesn't even That's look so at the, cool, at the keyboardist. I know. It just shows you like how in control of the room he is. And it's really just setting the precedence of who he is at this point in time. And the, from the top, from the tippity top. So Beat It is, it's a great way to start, to start the entire show. Uh, as MJ shares his new ideas with Rob, a woman named Rachel enters with her cameraman Alejandro. So, um, she's she's hoping <coughs> she's been told that she can get into this room to this rehearsal space hold on a second i'm just like dying give me two <laughs> seconds you're fine so she's been told she might be able to get into this rehearsal space and 
Rob is like, no, there's no way. Nah. There's no way. He's He doesn't do interviews. He's not going to let you in here. He doesn't like the cameras. He, and he's like, you know how I feel about cameras. So he really is in a bad place right now because he's going through a lot of turmoil with the media. Um with all of these these allegations that are coming out and people are like where's boba or like where's your where's your your monkey and what's what's going on with these kids and i just question after question after question and and nobody sees like the good that he's doing or trying to do and that that's what this focus is around um all through the musical um michael jackson whenever he talks to his manager he's like hey we got to get the toaster we got to do the toaster and the whole time i'm sitting there going does he just want does he want a bagel like what does he want a toaster toaster. i don't understand huh i didn't know what it was until until this this musical i knew what it was by the end of the show because i was like oh and we'll get there okay Um, i'm still thinking like the brave little toaster went to mars i know (laughs) brave little toaster um i actually went back and watched what the toaster was with the world tour it's so cool okay so so cool i I trust you oh Oh, i get it okay i'll send you the video thank you it's so good I just, I watched a compilation for like an hour. I'm sitting there going, oh my God, it's good every time. (laughs) So um, he's also, MJ is like completely in charge of the room. Um, He has people coming to him and saying, you can't, you can't, you can't in a lot of places. And he's like, oh, just watch me. But have you met me? (laughs) But have you met me? Don't tell me no. Don't tell me no. But You can't is a lazy answer. And like a lot of a lot of the stuff he says is like, hey, let the music speak for it. And they still don't have a list, a set list here because MJ keeps changing his mind. He's like, I'm telling a story. I'm telling a fucking story on tour. You've got to let my brain work. You've got to let me feel what's next. Everything about this tour is very emotional for me. And I've got to work this out. So just give me some space to work this out and don't tell me no, I'm going to do it. This is for a good cause, and I'm going to do it. Um, so the lawyer, like his lawyer comes up to him. His financial guy comes up to him. Rob comes up to him, and they're all like, well, you can't have this because of this, and we can't afford it. And he's like, make it happen. Make it happen. I don't care what it takes. Just make it happen. Um, and there, the toaster thing, my favorite line in the beginning, he's like, uh, this came to me in a dream. And I need it to happen before God grants this dream to Prince or something along those lines. And he's like, I need it to happen. I can't let Prince have this. You know, I, I don't want God to give this this image to Prince, all right? And then walks off. So anyway, you know who Prince is, right? Yeah. You do? Baby Emily. Yes, I know who Prince is. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Okay. I'm just checking. I'm just checking. I know so, who Prince is. Uh, MJ's manager, Rob tells Rachel you're not going to get an interview he's in a lot uh he's he's up here he's up to here with ideas he's working really hard he doesn't like cameras in the first place you're not going to get an interview (coughs) and Rachel really wants a good story she like is driven to get the juicy juicy details of what's going down in MJ's life she doesn't give a shit about the tour she just wants the juicy details which is what he figures she wants right Alejandro the cameraman is kind of like this cool nice dude he's very quirky 
kind of an airhead and he's just kind of blown away that he's in the room and he gets to meet Michael Jackson or maybe meet Michael Jackson. Um, but MJ does not want to talk to press of any kind um, or anybody associated with the media because how he's being treated. Um, so he over M MJ overhears her talking about how she really needs this interview. She really wants this interview. Um, and then they sing MJ and Rachel. This is kind of like where I'm like, how does this get in? How do we get into this? How song? do we get into this? MJ and Rachel end up singing the song tabloid junkie junkie slash price of fame and this is not a song that's on the album but it was i remember it being interesting kind of slow after a fast beat it song um mj sits with rachel he agrees to do an interview and you can go back and watch this interview mj sits with rachel and recounts some of the terrors he suffered as a child oh. and some of the more yeah his childhood sucked um and this this is this next these next few songs are not exactly, I don't have exactly the storyline. It's just like song, 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 song. And here's kind of where we are. MJ sits with Rachel and recounts the terrors he suffered as a child and some of the more memorable times when Barry, uh, Barry Gordy played their hits on his Motown label in the song Shout slash Papa's Got a Brand New Bag slash Your Love Keeps Lifting Me Higher and Higher. So the ensemble performs these numbers. These are all of the Motown pieces okay. that MJ and his brothers are inspired by. They hear playing on the radio. They hear Barry Gordy um, and the Motown label put out these songs um, with, with like with black singers with, hey, it's 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 them. It's, you know, they, they hear themselves on the radio, right? They, not themselves yet, but they're like, oh my God, I love this song. I love this song. I love this song. Um, and the ensemble's playing these characters. Um, he remembers also the first time he sang a solo. I think it was in his church. He sings the song, Climb Every Mountain, which you're not going to find on the album, but Long it's from the sound of music right mountain, and i'm not even sure that shout I, I don't i don't think shout papa's got a brand new bag or your love keeps lifting me higher and higher i don't think those are on the the cast album either but um all these songs are like inspirations for him but he sings little little baby michael we see like the jackson five kids all the all, as babies and little baby michael is singing climb every mountain it's very cute very very cute um, then we get to the rise and fame of he and his brothers. Um, essentially, Michael's dad, he realizes Michael can sing and his kids have some musical talent because they just like sing along to what's on the radio. And his dad comes in one day and throws instruments at everybody and says, learn this. LOL. Uh, we see the kids start learning music and making songs together and the dad is the manager he is like a hardcore hard ass manager um and then we we see them start to work on their sound in the song the love you save i want you back abc <laughs>
So if you just put ABC, A, B, though, C. that'll be fine. It's easy. Um, so exactly the these are these are the the Jackson Five originals, um, and and this one, these three songs, they're kind of like going through uh, different dance moves and what their dad has taught them, and they're moving up each time. And they're they're moving on to different spaces. So we have little Michael, little Marlon, Jermaine, Tito, and Jackie all singing this. And at one point, they're on the road. This young group, and they're with their parents, of course. Michael's very close to his mother. He's scared to death of his dad. They all are. Um, his dad is a horrible human. Um, hold. So. They're, they're on the road and they're in this hotel and the kids are tired and they're excited after their gig, but their dad's like, it wasn't perfect. Your gig was not perfect tonight. You do not get to rest until it's perfect. So pick up that bass and you pick up that guitar and you're going to practice until it's perfect. And Michael's like, dad, I'm tired. And, and I think he gets hit. I think Michael, little Michael gets hit by his dad. Somebody gets hurt or somebody gets you know, verbally accosted in some way, and the dad storms out, and all the other brothers go and practice in the other room, and Michael sits on the bed with his mom, and she's like, look, I know your dad's hard, he's he's a very difficult man, but just know I love you, and I'll be there no matter what, and they sing the song, I'll be there. It's a very, very, very sweet spot. I'll very sweet moment. There. So um, something I should mention, as the kids get older, they become the ensemble members who swap back and forth between being the Jackson 5 or the singers on stage for the world tour. You're taking notes, right? I was also charging my phone because I was about to die. Okay, I, I was, was like taking are notes. You okay, that's what I was doing. <laughs> so I, but I don't have a note for you asking because I was my phone was about to die. Don't worry, it's fine. Um, I was just like, are you? That's so why just for, for y'all to know, because I'm not going to edit this out. Emily just like got down on her hands and knees and is like disappearing from the I screen. Was, I'm like, are I you showed, okay? I was like, my face was there, but I was I was just. Like my phone was. I thought you were playing hide and seek with me. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> Podcast hide and seek. <laughs> disappear, which has happened before. Honestly, disappear. I think there's been an episode where I was talking and you full on got up, left, and then came back. Yes. And like text me, you're like just keep going. I'm like, okay. Just keep going. <laughs> yeah. Just keep so going. anyway, okay, getting back into the going. show. 
just keep going. Um, the backup singers in the in the ensemble for the world tour, they transition so easily <coughs> into the Jackson 5, into these characters, and my, Michael's mom, and then the manager, Rob, transition into his dad, transitions into MJ's dad. Just, and it's nothing, it's nothing big. It's just like a lighting change and a movement, and that's it. There's no toss on a costume or anything. It's just a movement. And the way the man on tour playing uh, the father of Michael Jackson was fucking phenomenal in the way that he could do this. He could turn from this manager who has so much love and care for MJ. And in one sentence, he's talking about how amazing MJ is and how much he believes in him. And then in the next second, he turns his face and he's MJ's dad. And MJ is seeing him as his dad. And he's reliving these horrible horrible memories with his father it's just like seamless transitions it, it was so beautiful so beautifully done I just have to give that shout out um so as as this happens as we're seeing them grow up the set is spinning around we've got the backs of those windows turning around and moving into different into different um places that have color on the other side there's a lot of pinks and oranges <clears throat> as we see them growing up um prettier prettier brighter colors of blue um, excuse me, gosh, I just got this cough. Um, and then we see like, like all of their different outfits as they get bigger and bigger and bigger until they're like in their seventies bell bottom suits. When they go on the Ed Sullivan show, it's like freaking iconic. I just, I loved every moment of watching their transitions into in, it throughout the entirety of their, their growth as the Jackson five. Um, he we see how awful mj's dad is through this entire process though <clears throat> he's pushing his kids to perfection not allowing them to do anything but sing mm. dance and practice he's um physically abusive the whole time he's <clears throat> emotionally abusive sorry hang on one more time emotionally abusive uh we see glimpses of mj's work ethic in the rehearsal space in the the modern day rehearsal space um, that mirror some of the things his dad says. Is it perfect? And that comes back quite a bit. Um, in in one scene, um, we see MJ singing with his mom and reaffirming. Um, oh, I already talked about this one. That was up. That was up top. Sorry. So uh, the "I'll Be There" song that happened earlier. <laughs> um, it's it's a very sweet moment of the show. It's it's very very sweet. He and his mom have so much love for each other. Um, he's, he's working through some of that though, because his mom like chooses the family over him in some ways. Uh, we see the kids getting into their teenage years now and getting older and they're still trying to break into Motown. They're, they're getting more and more popular. They're bigger, they're bigger, they're bigger. They just, um, they're, they're waiting to really explode and hit the top, top, top charts, right? So this all happens all of this transitioning into them getting older happens in the song don't stop till you get enough blame it on the boogie dancing machine mashup so in this song it's mj um, watching himself 
teenage Michael at this point. Baby, baby MJ's gone. We've got teenage Michael, Marlon, Jermaine, Tito, Jackie, and the company. Um, and this is where they've really hit it big at this point. They're the Jackson mm-hmm. 5. Everybody knows them. It's fun. The songs are great and, and everybody loves it. It's a very specific sound. Yeah. And you'll like ABC is very similar to um, some of the other some of the other Jackson 5 songs. Yeah. Like the I saw mommy kisses it. It's a very, very, very like similar vibe, similar feel. And Michael's getting tired. Yeah of this and he's getting tired of being treated like a kid and being under his father's thumb now i don't quite know how we get into this song um but i i believe it's it's about his feelings about growing older and still playing this young kid with his brothers um knowing that he wants to be out from under his dad's thumb we get the song stranger in moscow Gordon, the owner of the record company, well, of Motown Records, um, he originally, real life, did not want any more kids on his label. He apparently had had um, Stevie Wonder as a younger child on his label, and it came with an entourage. It came with, like, young fans screaming their faces off, right? Um, it comes with a lot immaturity. Of other, <laughs> it comes with a lot of immaturity, yeah. too. Yeah, so and he did not want kids moms. on... Oh, no, not moms. And parents. Um, This case, it was a dad. But, yeah, he didn't want kids on the label anymore. Um, And he was like, no, I don't want this. So tell him to fuck off. Um, But they they did get on the Motown label um, when he... He gave them one shot and they blew his socks off. So they they did. They got on the label. They got... (coughs) Excuse me. They they got a record. He didn't regret that, though. Yeah. Oh, no. I bet he did not. (laughs) Uh, But at this point... If I'm remembering correctly, Michael's trying to leave the label. He's trying to leave Jackson 5. Um, and Barry and teenage Michael sing the song, You Can't Win. You can't win. You can't break even, man. You can't get out of the game. People keep saying things are going to change, but they look just like they're staying the same. You get in. And you only got yourself to blame You can't win, child You can't break even You can't get out of the game So Michael's trying to leave this label um, He's trying to leave the family the, Well, it's what, it, it's what the family makes it sound like You can't leave So he's like, I just want I want something that's mine I want, I want something a little different I want to make a new sound I want to follow my bliss I want to follow my, my heart, right? So eventually MJ splits from the records and from the Jackson 5 to work on his own sound um, because he wants something new. And he's got all these ideas, but nobody's listening, essentially. And as long as he's in the Jackson 5, it's going to be that same Motown sound. Mm -hmm. He wants something brand new. He wants to create his own sound. Um, So he starts to share 
um, in a collaboration with Quincy Jones in the um, in, in his next few albums he actually he collaborates with Quincy um, for his recording of the album Off the Wall, Thriller, and Bad. So iconic, 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 yeah. right? Um, and I didn't realize Quincy Jones helped him produce that. Like, I had no idea. <clears throat> I love Quincy Jones, but I didn't think that that he had really um, influenced MJ's sound. I had never heard that until I started listening. I was like, oh, Quincy Jones really did influence MJ here. And really, they really did collaborate on that. I can hear it now. Um, and this all happens in the song, I Can't Help It. Looking in my mirror Took me by surprise I can't help but see you Running off in through my mind So this is sung by it. I can't stand it And so like this song It's sung by Quincy and young adult Michael and when I'm listening to it, I was like, oh, fuck, really? Really? I didn't know that. This song, I only had heard it sung by one of my favorite jazz musicians. And I was like, oh, my God, she's so brilliant. What a great, what a great sound. Oh, what a no. Great, oh, my God, I love it. I love this so much. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is not hers. This is not hers. This is Michael and Quincy. Fuck me. Anyway, um, we then get the song... Uh, sung by Quincy Jones and young adult Michael within this same time frame in the studio, Keep the Faith. I told my brother how to do the thing And also we hear Michael start to sing Wanna Be Starting Something. I said you wanna be starting something, you got to be starting something. I said you wanna be starting something, you got to be starting something. So that one is young adult Michael, older Michael, and the ensemble. And in Wanna Be Starting Something, I think he's he's really talking about finding his sound. Um, we also get a little bit of a teaser hit here with a little bit of thriller coming in. Mm. And as we see Michael grow, you see like you hear the sound da, na, da, na, na, as he's like he's posing in this like dark shadow at one point and then it goes and turns into a different song and i was like oh man i was expecting more thriller maybe they didn't get the rights and the the little girl that was with me uh kara's daughter she was like are they not gonna do thriller oh, and i was no. like i don't I don't know. I'm sorry. I have no idea. Because in the in the playbill, you don't get the songs listed out in order. You get an ABC of what songs are in the show. And there's 25 songs. Oh. Thriller is listed. Thriller is listed. And I was like, are you going to list it for five seconds of Thriller? I, I actually, I started to get really upset. I was like, no fucking way. So they tease you with Thriller. Along Charles with Eichwood has something. a point. <laughs> That's why Charles got so mad. It's because you didn't give yeah. him enough thriller in Act 1. <laughs> That's so funny. So, um, any, anyway, at this point, MJ is fighting hard to create a new sound that's different from the Jackson 5, and his dad is not happy, not happy at all. Not happy. So, 
he he flashes back and forth continuously in this entire first act and second act between present day tour rehearsals and his past so and then he's always an observer mj never leaves the stage he's always an observer in his past watching his younger selves and there's like three different mjs um watching his younger selves battle with themselves and with his father and with his brothers and all of the success and then all of the sadness that comes with it too um after Rachel and Alejandro leave for the day, Rob, the tour manager, and Nick, um, his financial dude, escort MJ to a press conference downtown where he presents his tour and hopes to raise funds for his Heal the World Foundation by Christmas 1993 in the song, Earth Song, slash They Don't Care About Us. What about what about rain? What about all the things that you say we were to gain? What have we done to the world? Look what we've done. What about all the peace that you pledged your only son? I did you ever stop to notice all the children dead from war? I did you ever stop to notice crying up these weeping shores? press tour becomes or press conference becomes a shit show <clears throat> and this is what ends act one is just all these all these people of the press stepping on top of him asking about the scandals instead of instead of like trying to listen to what he's saying about let's raise money for these dying people so that's how we end act one boop 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 happened but i i really can't tell you what happened there's yeah. really good music every single song has a great like sound and the sound is amazing the the reconstruction of the songs was great the dancing is amazing you can watch some of these on youtube you just can't watch it in its entirety um so that made it a little tricky for me i really should have been taking notes when i went to see the show but i didn't think we were going to be covering it so <laughs> i was like okay great i think we should cover it then um, act two. And before we get into it, I just want to preface, I don't know what happened with MJ and the scandals. I know what was said. I remember all this shit. But I, oh, excuse me as I open my, my wine. I, I think, I mean, I obviously I this show. Wine. Oh, yeah, I'm opening this wine somewhere. I'm pouring the tea. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a little biased. I like the show. <clears throat> I like the show a lot. I love MJ's music. That doesn't mean I want to be a person that is um, not speaking up for the advocacy of, of the people who are speaking out against him. Um, I, I think, you know, your truth is your truth, and I don't know what the truth is. Um, and I think all everything involved and everything surrounding Michael Jackson was so sad. But I do think if we focus on the music, 
of Michael Jackson, we can appreciate him as the musician. Um, and that's all he ever wanted was to just be appreciated as a musician. He, I mean, obviously is not a perfect human, was not a perfect human. Um, but the whole point of this musical, and I, I ended up walking away feeling good about it, was that like focus on the music, focus on on the good in humanity and what the good in the world can be if you follow your your joy, I guess. Anyway, act two. I'm going to call it, I understand where the toaster is. Back to the toaster. Back to the toaster. Um, he's still asking for this toaster, and um, his manager's like, you don't have money. We are out of money, bro. Bro, we're out of money. Bruh. We can't get the insurance. Bruh. Bruh. We cannot get the insurance for that. You do not have the money for it. And he's like, we'll get it. And he's like, how the fuck are you going to get it? And at one point, they're even like, hey, you got to sign over the rights to um, Neverland which is uh. his house that's his uh. house right it's it's the place where he can be him the only place that he can really truly just be michael is his fantasy land his wonderland the um neverland ranch so he's like yep yeah. at one point he actually does sign over um the rights to neverland so that he can or he like mortgages it or something so he can get more money for the tour to make this a successful tour Okay, act two okay. starts with MJ sharing his new ideas for the tour in the song Billie Jean slash Smooth Criminal. Well, I can't tell you what my favorite, favorite thing is yet. I'll tell okay. you soon because it's coming up. But this is my second favorite number in the whole show because it is so fucking cool. And you can watch this one too on YouTube. It is beautifully done, beautifully lit. So it opens up. It's lit. with the. It's lit. Eventually it's lit. At first it's very dark. It opens up with MJ describing dancers from different time periods, including Fred Astaire, Fosse, and the Nicholas Brothers. And then once the Nicholas Brothers are on stage, they do this really cool like 1920s tap routine. And the 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 backdrop behind them is like a sepia tone and it looks like like 20s-ish. It's very cool. And then um, Fred Astaire comes out and the backdrop, they're doing like this more Fred Astaire dancing thing. And you're seeing how MJ's dance style is is moving and shaping and twisting and, and he's like figuring out his own style he's figuring out what he who he is through these dancers and um Fosse and and 
and Fred Astaire and it just all comes together into this amalgamation of a very very slowed down Billie Jean um and you're hearing it played out kind of like a a very cool jazz Quincy Jones-esque version until um after he's done with this this dance with these backup dancers after this inspiring like I call it like dance lessons through time for MJ um this very jazzy moment the stage goes red on the dancers and on MJ and then the iconic woo happens and as soon as the woo happens the stage lights are up and it reveals a complete set change complete set change into a street scene as smooth criminal starts So, literally, a quick change of the set, which you love. You love a yes, quick change. I love a, I love a quick change. <laughs> Freaking love a quick change. Awesome. The set did such a good job with that quick change, too. Um, after this fantasy dance scene, Rob and Dave come to him. And it's, again, his manager and his financial guy slash lawyer. They come up to him and they're like, you can't afford this tour <clears throat> because Smooth Criminal, that whole thing, that whole like jazzy thing, that was just his idea. He was like, we can add this to the show. It hadn't actually happened. It hadn't actually been put in the show yet. He's like, we can do this where I talk about Fred Astaire and I talk about this guy. I talk about this dance. and I, But in the event of it, we're, we're all watching his, his own mind meld together and we're watching his evolution oh. of dance. Yeah, but he's like, we can put this in the show. We can put this in the world tour. It would be great. And they're like, you can't afford it. Where where are we going to get a street scene? Like, with, with fully pull-downable um, fire escapes. Like, wh- how are we going to do that? How are we going to afford that? Look behind you. It's right there. <laughs> right? I did it. It's right there in my imagination. It's right there. It's right there. And so he's like, you, you just do it just just make it happen i don't care what it costs make it happen and this is where they start talking about um you might need to to let neverland go and so after this mj starts to recount the horrific accident um when a spark ignited his hair in the making of the advertisement for pepsico oh no did you ever hear about this no i didn't so he and well and he tells us about this uh, coming up with within this little story um so the song this song brings or this this story brings us into the song for the love of money slash can you feel it um sung by joseph jackson his father mj's father young adult michael marlon jermaine tito jackie and the orchestra Um, And the song, also the song, Money, sung by Joseph Jackson. So this is money, 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 money. 
money and then combined into for the love of money and can you feel it <clears throat> so the reason why his family's singing money at him is because mj's been off on his own for a hot second and while he takes care of them um it's not enough and they are not the jackson five they're not able to make money without him i mean they don't even they don't really talk about his sister who's like you know breaking out um they kind of skip over her but they focus on the jackson five uh-huh. and <laughs> uh, so they don't have rights they focus for on her the, yet yeah they don't have that yet but they do focus on the jackson <laughs> five and the family and um so joseph is like hey we can get we can get everybody we can get the band back together pepsi wants this commercial with the jackson five so get your ass back over here we're gonna practice we're gonna go do it and michael's like i don't want to do it and his dad's like i want you to do it and he's like i don't want to do it and his dad's like you're gonna fucking do it he's like i'm not gonna fucking do it he's like fuck you you're gonna do it he's like i'm not gonna fucking do it and then his mom is like maybe you can help the family and he's like okay oh my yeah, so emotional manipulation. Emotional manipulation. Emotional. So, so his family convinces him to go do it. And in in the process, um, there is a an accident <clears throat> on stage. Um, and Michael's hair was lit on fire. His jerry curls were lit on fire. And half of his body essentially was caught on fire. Ah. Ouch! Yeah, um, in Literally the in the commercial. Force fear. Yeah, people are like MJ dyed his skin to be more white. That is not true. He had chemical peels, and surgeries, and everything because of the fire. That's what because I knew it was something to do with something. I just didn't know what it was because I remember like. I think I, I thought knew it, it was had something to do with something. No, no, but like I knew it wasn't just like oh he's dying his skin white. Like I knew that wasn't true. I knew it was like something to. I thought it was um, what is that where like the melanin is like you get s- kind of spotchy. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like where you yeah. have like the it kind of leaves parts of your skin. Yeah, I thought it yeah. was. I cannot think of what it's called off the top. Like, it's not alopecia. Not alopecia. It? That's because my brain went to alopecia, but that's I don't think that's. I it. know that's where my brain went. Um, I thought it was that. Like somebody told me it was that. I didn't realize it was the fire. Uh, it might have been a skin condition as well, but yeah. they don't really go into that. It's yeah. really had a lot to do with the fire, and that's where the drugs first started becoming an yeah. issue for him as well. Um, yeah, the pain meds, which why Americans are dying is all the opioids right so hello mm. um so stay off those opio- opioids kiddos opioids. but for MJ he was in an excruciating amount of pain um yeah. some of the um from what I understand some of the costume pieces like the glove thing had like melted to his skin it just was not a great not a great thing he had a they had fireworks going off in this like pepsi commercial and the the fireworks caught on his hair so not a great thing that happened to him um and it it became more of like a running joke in the media like everything that happened to him even the tragedies became a running joke and i'm like fuck y'all so anyway Uh, vitiligo is what it's called by the way vitiligo yeah that's i know i was like sitting here i'm like Thank you. That's why I just need to figure I out what also, that was. 
like there were also rumors that he had been on um hormone blockers i mean they obviously they didn't address that in the musical and i don't know if that's true or not but that his dad had had given him hormone blockers so that his voice didn't change and that had a lot to do with like how he spoke and how he sang and and his stature and a lot of the um issues body dysmorphia kind of issues later Mm. um but again rumors i don't know if any of it's true um so anyway we we move on from that um he goes back into present day and after listening to rob go on and on about the negativity about the tour and how things can't happen because they're quote unquote too expensive but i want a toaster but i don't have a toaster but i want a toaster but you're not going to get a toaster um mj reminds his manager of what quincy jones said to him keep the faith don't let nobody take you down in the song keep the faith reprise keep the faith don't let nobody take it down you got to know when it's good to go and get your dreams up off the ground so keep the faith because it's just a matter of time before your confidence will win out Believe in yourself no matter what it's going to You can be a winner but you got to keep the faith And this is song sung by Rob, MJ, and the Ensemble. As the rehearsal carries on, MJ tells Rachel how the songs open up to him. He he doesn't necessarily plan for them. They they make themselves present to him. Mm. And the emotion behind each one is what's going to drive the force behind this tour. So that's what's going to tell the story behind this tour. However, during a break, commotion starts breaking out. Rob tries to keep Rachel away from what's happening um, and tries to keep her away from MJ and doesn't want her near him. And this is another one of those guessing games. The song, She's Out of My Life, starts to play. So in the song, She's Out of My Life. Out of my life She's out of my life She's out of my life Damn indecision And curse it bright I kept my love for her Locked deep inside And it cuts like a knife She's out of my life And this is sung by MJ and young adult Michael. And this is not the only time that this happens that he sings with his younger self. It's actually quite sweet when he sings with his younger self. Um, in the kerfuffle, Rachel goes back and, and listens to audio from what's been recorded, and she overhears a conversation with Rob and somebody else on the tour um, where they're talking about, we need to get the pain meds away from Michael, essentially. You, he needs to be off the pain meds. Um, hmm. And she pushes and pushes to try to find out more. What pain meds? I want to know. Let me tell the story. Let me tell the story. Somebody else is going to crack this eventually, so let me tell the story. 
And then again, another number happens, and I'm not quite sure how we get there, but in the song, Jam, sung by MJ Ensemble <laughs> and Orchestra. Um, so MJ manages, even though Rob is keeping MJ away from her, because Rob knows that she knows about the pain meds, um, MJ manages to find Rachel by disguising himself as a cleaner, like a janitor. And <laughs> he's like... He's walking across the stage with this bucket and a mop and got that bucket and a mop. And that wet ass. Pan? What do we say? We go, bring a bucket and a mop for that wet ass subplot. Pizza. (laughs) Sorry, that was just really (laughs) funny. Anyways. (laughs) Anyway, so he's, he's dressed as a janitor and then he like makes a joke and pulls off the janitor you know, it's me hello Mario. it's me yeah it's me mj <laughs> um and he explains to her this is the only way that he can go out in public um it's by disguising himself and he would do that he used to disguise himself um to go out in public and be by himself or experience the world and not be run down and chased for his fame um which leads him into the song human nature So they continue into rehearsal in the next song, Bad Slash Too Bad. With MJ Company and Orchestra. Then after the rehearsal, MJ explains to Rachel how emotional he feels about being loved by the fans and being teased in the newspapers. He tries to have it both ways by trying to blame everything sad and weird about himself on others, especially on the press, but credit him uh, credits him alone for every second every for every good deed and success. Um, in the song "Price of Fame" reprise, sung by MJ. And I don't think this one's on the album, but it's fine. Well, it's a good song, too. As Rob comes back to check on him, MJ recounts when he played for the Apollo Theater with the Jackson 5 and how he wasn't nervous at all. Um, but his dad was just so horrible and pushed and pushed and pushed. This is where we get into this really cool number that's my favorite number in the whole show. Yeah, okay. His dad pushes and pushes michael's not afraid anymore because who can be more afraid of anything than your horrible father right um and so the song starts with little mj on stage (coughs) singing acapella it's close to me 
And something evil's lurking in the dark. On a dark stage. And then the song Thriller starts. But all the while, you hear a creature creeping up behind. You're out of time. I guess this is Now, you might remember from our interview with Dante last on the last week's episode is that Thriller is not Thriller, necessarily. Mm. We're still telling MJ's story here. So Thriller is used as a device for showing his turmoil inside, his sadness, his, his fear for his father, his fear for letting people down. So in this song, it starts with little Michael and then the older Michael comes in. Um, we've got, we've, so we've got MJ, Little Michael, um, Joseph Jackson, and the ensemble singing in this one. So it is MJ's father comes out as this big, scary kind of creature. And he's mm. the monster. Not the zombies. There are also zombies on stage. They, all these ensemble members are dressed like Michael Jackson in different ways, different variations oh, of his geez. life. Yeah. And they're all zombified. So he's like, I've been a slave to my dad. I've been a zombie to everybody. And he's trying to just fight through this fear. And his father comes on stage as this ringmaster. <coughs> Excuse me. So if you've ever seen the Dangerous album cover, it's Michael's face up here at the top of like a circus look. Um, and this guy is... The, the, his father at this point is dressed like that and the entire stage when it goes da da lights up with the album cover like the whole stage becomes the dangerous album cover as these zombies start coming on and there's like it's crazy it's so good it's so good Emily it's so good and that's when Aria and I looked at each other and we're like <gasps> It was just a teaser. They just teased us in Act One. We get the thriller. We get the thriller. Oh so everybody freaked out in the audience. It's the best we part. It's the eleven o'clock number. We were thrilled, but also it's very sad what's happening in Thriller. Um, Michael's like getting lifted up and spun around and pulled by these people, and he's like, it's it's very dramatic. It's it's very cool. So if you ever get a chance to see it, highly recommend. Stick around for the end. I'm sorry I just spoiled it for everybody. Thriller happens in the end, okay? So wait for it. It gets better. Um, I loved it. I just love it. I love wait it. Wait for it. Okay, so anyway, wait for it. Different show. So Rob tries to tell MJ how everything they created can be remembered for decades and that this is going to be just fine and we don't have to redo anything, Michael. And just leave the set list as it is. Please stop adding things and let's not add a toaster. And Michael responds with, is it perfect? Mm. And then this starts the penultimate number of the show, Man in the Mirror. Shame on the man in the 
he's constantly in the mirror in the mirror oh yeah he's constantly he doesn't necessarily doubt himself but he's always wondering can he do better right can he do better for the world can he do better for this tour can he make the music better he just he's because that was instilled in him at such a young age it's very sad very very sad and he pushes the ensemble too it's not perfect y'all aren't perfect you got to keep working and he works him to death like his dad did to him so so anyway the show is ending um with mj appearing in the middle of the stage ready to start the the first show of the dangerous world tour he leaves the stage and suddenly we see a large square box center stage remember when i was like what's a toaster so this is the beginning of the world tour this gigantic mm -hmm. box in the center of the stage out of fucking nowhere we hear a boom mj pops up from the box he flies in the air and he lands on top of the box in this in this pose in this like power pose and stands there and everybody loses their goddamn shit everybody loses their yeah, goddamn shit did. and i'm like oh my god it's a fucking toaster he is he's the bread in a toaster and he just got shot up out of a box and then he landed like toast oh my god that's what a fucking that's toaster so fucking cool. is <laughs> that's the toaster and I I'm going to send request. you the video. You got to go watch the toaster from the world tour, the compilation video. It, I just, I, okay. I watched it. I watched it for an hour. I was like, are you kidding? He did that. Everybody told him he couldn't. Everybody was like, we so can't afford cool. the insurance for that. Can't do it. He even like, you know. He fucking did it. He fucking did it. He fucking did it. He did it. It was an impressive world tour. If so anyway. Pink can hang upside down on her presidium, <laughs> then he can right? pop out the He can pop out of a damn toaster. Yeah. So anyway, this is the thing he's been asking for the whole damn show. And it finally made sense. And I was like, I know what a toaster is now. Thank you. His idea coming to life, the one that nobody thought he could do, he does it in the song, Jam Reprise. And then the curtain call is him in his iconic yellow outfit. This is when he lost his wig and the, the tour that, <laughs> <laughs> that Kendrick was talking about. Um, and the audience is actually invited to stand and sing black and black or white and want to be starting something reprise. orchestra as everybody leaves is the song working day and night so 25 songs in the entire show all bangers love it so much the getting to sing getting to stand and sing you can find tons of videos of that one the um the audience uh, curtain call is recorded by like everybody out there and i think they probably encourage that one 
like you know how six has like one number you're encouraged to record i think this is the one that they're like yeah go ahead do it it's just do it um just do it but Ask i didn't remember forgiveness later exactly no i i didn't remember if it was like something they actually asked us to do you can get your phones out for, i don't remember that because i was just like going wild because i was like oh my god the fucking toaster oh my god the you fucking were experiencing toaster. It was awesome. it. yeah I was experiencing it. I was having a good time and I didn't want to set a bad example for the young child that was with me because I was trying, it was her first time seeing a show, a big show. And I was like, we don't record and yeah. we don't have our phones on. And we, do, I was like trying to teach her. Yeah. So I was like, we're not recording this shit. We're going to experience this shit. It was awesome. So it was so good. I remember leaving the theater just high as a kite. So excited. So, so happy. It was such a good show. So where there's, there is a story that happens and I'm sorry, I can't like necessarily connect all the dots there and I'm sure I left things out. There is a general gist of MJ always wanted to be better for his fans while he adored his fans and he loved what he did. He also has this like from his childhood past childhood trauma. The reason why he is the way he is is like a lot because of his dad and how he was raised and how he was pushed for perfection and I I feel so bad for him like he never really got a fucking break you know he just till the day he died of opioids just like had a had it pretty rough even though he was the first um the first black man to break into the top charts am I right on that hold on he did something he was a first of some um um mj broke records what what records did he break uh they said it in the thing oh he sold over 500 million records worldwide and is one of the three recording artists along with paul mccartney and phil collins and the first american um the first american artist who have sold over 100 million records worldwide both as solo artist um and separately as a principal member of a, of a band so he's um kind of a big shit <laughs> kind of kind of a big shit and he he won 13 grammy awards including eight for the album thriller so that that was one of the things he was like one of <clears throat> one of the first um black artists to really break things break records um so yeah he was a fucking legend fucking fucking legend breaking things but not his neck on that toaster not his neck on that toaster yeah. thank goodness you know who also breaks their neck for us huh sorry that was a really weird segue who <laughs> breaks their it's neck our patrons I would it's say. me i break my own yeah neck. no Don't you worry, do patrons. you do break your neck quite a bit <laughs> honestly chelsea that was such a good synopsis thank you so much for that i just saw oh, a segue that you. i wanted to take <laughs> so that was great thank good you job. no that was such a good good synopsis i'm i'm I like that there is a story that is, it's more like a conceptual story is what it seemed like. They were like, here's the life yeah. events that we know about. 
Um, and here's yeah. what we think is like, you know, going on in his brain or more or less no. Um, and yeah. then it all came down to not not like his allegations, not anything other than like the world tour and what's the music about? Yeah, no, yeah. and like the the takeaway of like had he not pushed himself like to as as sad as it is to be a perfectionist, would it have been as good? And he's like, if he had the, he had followed the nose for the toaster, then we wouldn't have mm-hmm. a compilation that's gonna I'm gonna waste an hour on. With the toaster. You are so going to love it, too. I'm going to go find <laughs> so, it now so you can watch very it. Very excited. I did. I will be totally honest with you. I did look up what the toaster was halfway through because I was like, this is going to drive me you insane. You did? And so I didn't see it, but I saw, like, if you go to Google Michael Jackson toaster, you see the jump. And then I had I, a realization. I was like, I think it's the mechanism that makes him jump. Um, yes. And that makes sense. That makes sense. Go watch um, it. Go watch it. But that was, I feel like that was a really good one to to end off on for our little break. Yeah, because we too are trying Aww. to be perfectionist and figure out how what to do better. We gotta let the music guide us, Emily. Yeah, <laughs> if we want to be starting something. Okay, but you know who helps us start something? Our thriller of a patron. Yeah, there we go. There, we go. <laughs> our patrons. Thank you, patrons, for always supporting us. We appreciate you. Um, I, I'm hoping to get some content up to you while during this break, if, whether it's it's my my personal projects that I've been working on or Chelsea or random ass talks that we have. So um, expect those. You can join our patrons at patreon.com slash wines and dolls. Um, but you can also support us in other ways by, for example, uh, pressing subscribe anywhere you're listening to this podcast. So you will get a notification when we do come back. And if you are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, podcast please scroll down and press the birthday star oh, no. to the right and leave us a review Woo! yeah i know my internet is so that bad that meant i was like Ooh, okay oh, no. it's mine it's mine um yes do that and if you send this to a friend which we would really appreciate send it to them on spotify please you can reach us all the time at wines and dolls at gmail.com and on our social media at wines and dolls our tiktok i want to get on that i've noticed that we got it we started getting more followers on tiktok i was like oh hey hey followers <gasps> come on tiktok yeah, come on tiktok we see you um, and all those links can be found at winesanddolls.com. And with that, I'm motherfucking Chelsea. I'm Emily. <laughs> motherfucking Emily. And this has been Wines and Dolls. Dolls. It's a Dolls. What do you say?